Welcome back to another episode of Civil Discord, your weekly dose of radical curiosity. I am one of your hosts, again, here most of the time, just not all the time, in the People's Republic of Texas, Maurice Jones. And with me, here more often than I am, as always, the Supreme Overlord of Liberty out there in the People's Republic of California, Amanda. Amanda, how's it going today? It's going well. I'm excited because we're about to get more professional around here. Uh, we're <laughs> we're going to uh, be starting with a producer uh, next week. So we're yes. just taking the class way, way up. And yeah, I'm, I'm hyped. <laughs> yes, that is good. I did allude to that at the end of the episode of uh, at the end of last week's episode, um, just talking about things that we're excited to get um, to get into. And this is one of the things that we're excited. We're excited to be bringing somebody else on board to help produce the show as far as intros and outros and um, adding the video elements to all of this to be able to take our our podcasting video and stuff to the next level um, for us to be great because that is that is our goal in life. That's our goal in everything we do. We want to do in life is to be great. And this is definitely one of those things that's going to allow us to do that. Um, thank you, Amanda, for the connections that you make in uh, in the Twitter world, in the Twitterverse that is there. And um, and it's, it's it's actually pretty funny. Um, or ironic, or however you want to say, because the guy who she chose, I've actually heard about through other people, and and we've, we we all kind of, of course we all kind of run in the same groups um, within libertarianism, but we also um, run in the same groups outside of that. So he's in a he's in a um, in one of the comic book patreons that I'm in, and so oh, forth. Sweet. So we're all, all on, on different like Zoom calls and whatnot. So it is pretty cool. It's pretty fun. Um, we are definitely glad to to be having them coming on board to, to help us out with a lot of things. Cause I know I get busy and Amanda is busy and I have to do, um, and, and I, I don't say I have to, I typically do the editing and so forth and whatnot. And then with school and then with a wife and then with trying to purchase a home and all kinds of other things and basketball season is in a thick of things. So I don't necessarily have all of the time in the world to sit down and edit an hour long podcast, as well as adding add other video elements and so forth. So um, I am definitely, definitely, definitely glad and excited to be having, um, having him come on, come on board. And hopefully next week um, yep. we, we will get things started with that. If not, just know it is coming sooner rather than later um, for all of that. But um, th that's what happening. That's, that's what's happening with our specific podcast and so forth. But um, there are some things that are happening out there in the real world. Um, as far as some things that you may or may not have um, caught on this past week and, and so forth. But there is a Supreme Court justice who is stepping down from their position. Yes. What a sad day in American American history. Um, Supreme Court Justice Breyer is, I want to say he's 83? He's, uh, he's getting 80? up there. Yeah, um, he's up there in age. Yeah, yeah. He said, hey, this is too much for me. I'm done. Which exactly. is, depending on what side of the aisle that you were on, it can be a good thing or it could be a bad thing. But I'm pretty sure Amanda knows a lot more about these th these things than I do. So, Amanda, what's going on with that? Uh, so, yeah, Stephen Breyer, I, I always feel like it's, yeah, you're exactly right. He's 83 years old. It's got to suck to be the justice that everyone expects to die but like before the next election or after the midterm, that's got to really suck. So I, I can only imagine it, it being Briar and just getting, it's, it's like buzzards circling. 
um, really <laughs> horrible stuff. I don't want that ever to happen to me. So yeah, Stephen Breyer was being pressured to retire. Evidently, there were trucks driving around the Supreme Court uh, for the past several months, at least, urging him to retire. Y'all, that's gross behavior. I'm sorry. I, I, I know I shouldn't care, but it, I feel badly because I put myself in his shoes. And it's like the friggin' Grim Reaper just driving around. So yes, he decided that he was going to retire. You know, my guess is it was one of those joint decisions that wouldn't have been made if not for pressure <laughs> from, from various individuals, including, mm-hmm. including folks in the Biden administration. So yes, the rumor is that the, the well, it's not more than a rumor. Um, his retirement was leaked. News of his retirement was leaked before he was able to make an announcement about it, which is rare because SCOTUS is usually pretty tight. It usually yes. doesn't leak. Um, so the fact that there there was a leak, we don't know if it was maybe intentional, like kind of like a trial balloon leak. We don't know, but it got out there, and uh, and evidently he was surprised more surprised than angry some people saying angry i don't know anyhow in the wake of all that uh president biden has promised to appoint a black female justice the first black female justice we've had a female justice we've had a black justice but we've never had a black female justice so you know, you got you got to check all the boxes. We're working toward checking all the boxes, and so black female justice is next. Now, this has caused some consternation in certain circles because people are saying, "Well, why don't we just give the job to the most qualified person?" Which, as you and I know, Maurice is racist. So, of course, yeah. So that that's not allowed to say that. Never, never allowed. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm sure, in, in all honesty, I'm, I know there are several qualified black female justices. So of maybe course. I'm not as upset about this as other people are. But right. I, think, I think what people are critiquing more is the tone, not the idea yeah. that you've decided to appoint a black female justice, but the fact that you are saying this is going to be great because it's a black female justice. Right. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and and I, I would I I think at least for me, the critique is is along the lines of, don't just say it like I'm going to appoint a black female Supreme Court justice because we need one. Say, hey, you know what? We have a lot of qualified candidates out there, and and you you can go through the through through the through the um, politically correct way of saying. Hey, you know what? There's a lot of qualified candidates out there, and we're going to choose the best one. And then you surprise everybody. I don't want to say I, I don't. Even, I don't want to say you actually surprise people, but you will get even more credit if you don't say, "Hey, we're going to p- pick a black female Supreme Court justice," and then you pick one. You will get even more credit from a lot of people because everybody will say, "Hey, you know what? They did pick the best person for the job," and they will say, "Hey, you, you know, kudos to them." That's even. That that's even more credit. I don't, but that's just me because I'd be slighted if somebody only picked me because I was black, not because I was qualified, not because I was great at what I did, but merely because I was black. I I probably would turn the position down because I've got that much pride in me to mm-hmm. say, look, like I deserve better than 
than than tokenization at its finest. It it really does suck. You know, it's it's one of those things that I have thought about in academia is there there were times when I was applying to PhD programs. I was looking at the various faculty on rosters and the there were all of the female professors on on staff down to a one had feminist studies in their in their specialization description. Now there's nothing wrong with specializing right. in feminist studies. But the fact that every single woman that you hire, you hire and pin as a feminist studies professor, I want to see more intellectual diversity than that. I get upset when I think about myself being tokenized. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I Sometimes I wonder whether I got into various programs because I was a female and they mm. needed a female. And that's mm. not a fun feeling to be walking no. around with. I know the dynamics. And I just know that it's a possibility that you're looking at someone's merits and you've got a, you've got me and you've got some dude and you're thinking, okay, well, we haven't admitted a girl yet this cycle. So let's go with her. I don't like that feeling. No, definitely Um, don't. And that's, that's part of the, that's part of the cultural dynamic. But you mentioned, you know, why, why did, or we both mentioned, why did he come out saying that we're gonna, I'm going to appoint a black female justice? And in fact, James Clyburn, uh, prior to, I think it was the South Carolina Democratic debate, actually said that he would endorse, uh, pre- uh, he would endorse then candidate Biden if and only if uh, candidate Biden announced that he would be appointing a, Supreme, a black female Supreme Court justice. So we have uh, Jim Clyburn to credit for this promise uh, that Thanks, Jim. yeah, <laughs> that Thank Joe you so Biden, much. yeah, that Joe Biden's now fulfilling. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about some hot water that a a fantastic a fantastic constitutional scholar and, and legal scholar Ilya Shapiro uh, got into. He's he's got a cross appointment. He's um, direct. He's a director of constitutional studies. Um, at the Cato Institute, and he also has an appointment at Georgetown University. This is not Ilya Somin. Uh, there's another Ilya that's marginally affiliated with the Cato Institute that is for vaccine mandates. Ilya Shapiro is not. So just to get all that straight, Ilya right. Shapiro is an awesome person um, whom I had the privilege of, of briefly knowing a little bit. And he's a great guy. He sent out a series of tweets that rubbed some people the wrong way. Because he mentioned, again, he mentioned the need to appoint someone who was, in fact, talented. And he instead used the phrase, let's see. He said, objectively best pick for Biden is Sri Srinivasan, who is, a so- who is solid, progressive, and very smart. Even has identity to- identify politics, I think he means identity politics, benefit of being first Asian, Indian American but alas, doesn't fit into the latest intersectionality hierarchy, so we'll get lesser black women. Now, that clearly, I understand the alarm bells. I understand what was meant by that, which was not, we're getting someone who is lesser because they're a black woman, but we're getting someone who is lesser relative to this person whom he is recommending because they are a black woman. Right. Tweets should not have been sent. But now, and, but knowing the intent behind it and knowing what was in fact meant by it 
and it having nothing to do with the race or the gender making the person lesser. I want to defend his honor a little bit (laughs) (laughs) because now Georgetown University is calling for him to lose his appointment, to lose his position there. And again, to the extent that I can, this is silly, y'all. And, you know, he's apologized, which people say never to do. I actually think in this case, it makes sense for him to apologize because for for me, if I said something like that and had meant what I believe 100% Ilya meant, I would be mortified at the thought Mm -hmm. that my words had been taken in another way. I would want to apologize. Now, do I expect expect the people who are angry with him to forgive him? No. No. But it's the kind of thing that I think in this case, it's sincere and it's something that I'm glad he did. I think it was important for him to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, cancellation, I think Barry Weiss said this uh, not too long ago. Cancellation is kind of like COVID. You're, we're all going to get it eventually. <laughs> and, and then once you do, by the way, you'll be immune. So right. uh, anyway, I wanted to bring that up and, uh, and throw, out a, you know, throw out a defense of Ilya's honor there. No, and, and I, I, um, w- when it comes to those tweets, like they should, words matter. And I got into a conversation with my wife about this the other day. And, and we were talking about things and how, Somebody says, you can't say this is like this because it's not like this and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, when you're making a comparison to something, you can say something that's like something. And at the end of their their um, their Instagram reel, it was words matter. And I was like, right, words do matter. So before you send anything, you should read and understand like, okay, what am I saying here? I know what I'm trying to say is the audience going to get what I'm trying to convey in this specific um, manner? And especially in, 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 in Twitter, like if everything that you tweet, like that is something that is going out there and people are trying to find fault in it. Mm -hmm. So make sure you should be reading that and, and using that term lesser black woman and so forth. I, I'm not going to lie. I probably would have been like, oh, come on, my guy. Like, like we've got to say something different here. You've got I get what you're trying to say, because you're going to get somebody who may not be as good as you'd hope, but they're checking the 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 checkbox of black. And, And so and I get that. But you can't use the word lesser black woman like that is those are three words in a chronological order that you are not allowed to use ever, 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 yeah. especially in the world that we live in today where, where race is where where race is. So anytime you mention somebody's race, it's so divisive. Like yeah. there's always going to be something um, along those lines. And and I I I. I'm not going to say I made this mistake, but I, I was having a conversation with somebody in, in TikTok comments or, or, or about some things. And um, and this was this was centered around a, a different different topic, different discussion about how a a judge ruled in favor of a company to force people to work for said company until they found good replacements where they were like, no, we want to go work for this other company. So the judge said the other company need, needed to give them time to to hire some replacements. And so we got into this huge discussion of like, um, do you have the right to somebody's labor and so forth? And but somebody brought up the um, the 
the the topic of minimum wage and you're against minimum wage and so forth and rights to people's labor and, and everything. I was like, well, I brought up the origins of minimum wage in the United States has racist undertones. Like it does. If you do the research and you see see where before 1938 and the, somebody tried to say minimum wage started in the United States in 1938 and I was like, you're wrong. Um, if you do all of those things, you will see that they were trying to price black people who will work for cheaper out of the market. So you had to hire these people. And so I brought that up and man, oh man, like it became so divisive. Everyone was like, I can't believe this, blah, 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 blah. And then of course I get people calling me an idiot dim. And I'm just like, you have no idea what you're talking about. I get somebody calling me. Somebody said, that's what's wrong with all you white people. And I'm like, again, you have no idea what you're talking about. And somebody was like, you're using all these, these, uh, well, prove it. Show me some historical documents. And they're like, you're using all these racist, um, racist white people to prove your argument. I'm like, Thomas Sowell and Walter E. Williams are far from racist and they're far from white. Like, don't understand. And so it, it became this, this long thing. And I realized like, I'm not sorry for you for, for bringing that up. I'm not sorry for any of that, but I, but it really opened my eyes to, for people to see like, anytime you use a term, you use any term as far as racist, any sort of race, um, in describing something, people are going to try to find faults and blame you for using that. And it is, it is 100%, um, uh, a, a bait. I, I guess you say, whether it's a good or bad bait, it is a bait to get people coming out of the woodworks, trying to come after you about this, that, and the third. And, and it's, it's frustrating. It is very frustrating. My, my policy in general, and I don't think I've deviated from this very much, uh, if, if at all is not, I'm, I'm sure I've done it a couple times, but in general, my policy is, just not to mention race or racial mm-hmm. issues on social media. Just, I don't do it. I don't do it. Uh, occasionally, my my Twitter oh, I, graph- I do it often. <laughs> because, well, yes. well, well, I do it often because I never, I never have anything showing who I am mm-hmm. on, on, on whether it's on TikTok or the civil discord type thing. Right. Um, on Facebook, of course, it's my profile. On, on my regular Instagram, of course, it's my profile picture. Or whatnot, but I'm baiting them to use the term to 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 assume that I'm white and to assume that 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 I don't care about black people or the advancement of black people or so forth because I want to because I'm like because I and I don't know how many times I've used this, but it it just it, for me it's it proves that you're trying to peg me in a hole and you're trying to give me arguments that I do not have. You're trying to give me stances mm-hmm. that I that, that you need me to have in order for your argument to be valid. And so I dispel all of that and say, "Ha, get it. I didn't know I was white. My bad. That's news to me." That's I that, sometimes I like one of my dreams is to have like a side by side of so kind of two columns framed of of Twitter replies that I've gotten, social media replies that I've gotten, one column critiquing me for being a crazy hippie radical leftist, and the other column <laughs> critiquing me for being an insane neocon, you know, right-wing nut job. It would right. give me so much joy just to have that framed on my desk. Exactly. Exactly. But um getting back to 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 Briar and so forth, um, I was in those comments. And I made I, I made a statement of about how um, everything is becoming political, and even laws are political. 
because like, oh, well, aren't because they, they tried to bring up the argument. Well, aren't we a country? Because I guess they thought I was some crazy neocon conservative who the law is a law and we're a country of laws, which, again, I was just like, again, you're trying to put, put me in a hole that I definitely do not fit into. But OK. And like, well, aren't we a country of laws? They even brought the Constitution and oh, my Constitution raw. And I'm like, oh, again. I don't fit in that hole either. Like I want the articles of confederation. I want to go all the way back. <laughs> exactly. I was like, huh, constitution, uh, whatever. Um, now, and I, I, the, the constitution is a great document. Like I, I don't, I, I don't think, I think there are things that are better, but the constitution is actually a great document as far as getting 13 states to actually come in and agree on a bunch of, agree on a bunch of things to, to make things happen is, is great. But um, they brought, uh, I, I said, I was like, laws are very political and the and this thing was 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 um was uh was was um brought before a judge and judges are very political and like well judges aren't political i was like oh my gosh judges are very political like what world are you living in where you don't think a judge is political and i think this briar retirement is an example of that yeah because it's it comes at a time the people were calling for him to retire and for him to resign because they know that midterms are coming up and they know that in the midterms it there's a high likelihood of the senate flipping to where the um the republicans will control the senate they are 100 yeah. aware of that and so they know what what they want to do is do the same thing in which republicans did with um uh, Miss 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 Amy Coney Barrett, I, yep. I, 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 I think is what her name is. They want to do the same thing with her because what they can do is they can go through this whole thing, push it through. It'll split down 50 50. And then Miss Kamala Harris will be the tying vote and she'll say, hey, here we go. Like that is what they're trying to do before midterms. And they they've had like 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 you said earlier, they've had trucks driving around D.C. for this. They've had billboards um st- stuff putting all this stuff out and it's just just like oh man and so i do i do feel for this guy and it would be difficult because if you can't do this and the senate flips you're not getting anybody up until probably we get a new president mm-hmm. so that that just shows how political judges are i mean when 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 we when one of the hot topics is for, for the Trump administration is how many federal judges he appointed and this, that, and the third and so forth. It's just like for, for somebody to come out and say judges aren't political, it's just like maybe we're living in two different worlds. I'm not sure what world you're living in, or I'm not sure if you, if you're, you're under a rock or maybe we're, maybe I'm in a specific echo chamber than you are in, 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 in a different one than you are, which is perfectly fine. But sir, I'm going to point out to you that we live in a very like like think judges are political mm-hmm. hey we want one that's conservative we want the one that's progressive politics laws are political like they are the mere fact that 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 somebody says hey i'm trying to write a law so you have to get a vaccine mandate that is political that's politics i mean laws about taxes very political how much you're going to pay for that um laws of i, I, I brought up laws about Drugs, very political. Logs about gambling in states is very political. State of Texas, you're they have zero casinos in the state of Texas. But as soon as you cross those borders in other states, there they are. There's three, four of them standing up there. 
Why? Because they know for a fact that they get a lot of business. And so the state of Texas will not legalize gambling because I guarantee they have all these people with casinos with 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 money in their pockets trying to help them out whether it's going to their campaign or so forth to keep casinos from going up so it is all political a lot of law a lot of laws that we have in the books are very political whether or not you want to believe that but when you dig down into it they're they're very much hey somebody wanted something to happen and so they they, they put it this way so Hey, I can keep money in my pocket. I can I can make sure that I that I, that I stay in my elected in my current um to 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 my current um delegation or whatever the case may be, and and we I think at that point he realized he was like okay I'm arguing with a guy who knows what he's talking about and he's not just some right wing conservative who just speaks about things because he even brought the prison system and private private prisons and that's capitalism at its finest. So I was like, dude, are you serious? Private prisons and capitalism, just because somebody says it's private doesn't mean that's capitalist. Like, <laughs> come on. He was like, he's like, well, that's profit driven. So profit driven and 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 run by capitalists means that it's a capitalist system. Like, come on, man. And so I think finally he was like, okay, like I'm I'm done talking with this guy because he, he he I'm not he's not going anywhere and I'm not going anywhere and, and whatnot. But I I just I just found it very ironic for somebody to say judges and laws are not politics. And I'm like, okay, we're living in we're living in two completely different worlds. I don't know. Yeah, just because something's something, just because you say something's private doesn't mean it's private either. I mean, it's right. It's, yeah, it's not it's private. It's 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 political because uh, right. private is the public now, and uh, yeah, we're obliterating that distinction if if it ever existed. But you have a theory that I've heard other people <laughs> espouse as well, and I want you to get into into your theory. Yes. So the theory is that um joe biden of course i mean this has been said but joe biden is going to to um to nominate a black female for a supreme court justice now the the conspiracy is that he is going to vote the, the, that he's that he's going to to um nominate i can't remember the word yes nominate. nominate there we go thank you he's going to nominate kamala harris for a number of reasons okay one because neither of these two are getting reelected. Like, let's let's just be real. Midterms are going to be a huge debacle, potentially. Or I don't want to say I don't, I don't want to speak in guarantees. Midterms have the potential to be a huge debacle for Democrats. So what they need to do is find some sort of likability when it comes to the to, to, to their situation. So they're going to need candidates who people can get behind who people can like it is proven that Joe Biden has some of the worst approval ratings um, and they're not going up anytime soon. That's uh, anytime soon. I don't believe um, people did not like Kamala Harris when she was in the primaries. I think she was, po- she like, she didn't drop out early she enough. Was one of the first. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But she was, it was, it was rough for her to, um, that was a rough go of it for that. And so, what will happen is they nominate her, and of course, but I don't know if she will have to recuse herself from voting because, but right, so 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 if she's able to vote, she can vote herself in. Then the Democrats now have have roughly two years to find somebody who can actually run and people can get behind and move forward with that will go against the. DeSantis Paul ticket that is going to be in 2024. I'm not saying that's going to be a ticket, but I'm just, I've heard rumors about that too. I was like, oh, that'd be interesting. I mean, 
that may pull me out of the woodworks to come vote for somebody. I don't Santa's know. Santa's Paul, huh? Yeah. You yeah. Know, huh. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> See, I I always, uh, I, yeah, I would like Paul Ryan and Rand Paul to run together so that you can mm. have the ticket would just be Rand Paul or <laughs> I, that, that would, I would be happy about that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, but uh, yeah. yeah, so like th- that, that's the thought. And then Joe Biden would pick somebody else as far as th- th- they would get a new VP in there, somebody who's a little bit more likable. And then that way, if if Joe, if and when Joe does not make it his full term, they're able to have somebody else step in who's already kind of being groomed for that specific position. And then things go well. And then they're up for real. They're, they're up for an actual election. And then they can be voted in, and that could be the next FDR, um, wow. you know, serving serving actual ten years because they can, a president can serve ten years. They can, so you get voted twice, you you get reelected every single term, and then two years into it or whatnot. So just saying that is a that is a probability. I'm not sure how probable it is. Um, I don't think Sorry, that would my be hair. very likely, just because Kamala has not been. Um, been in 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 any in, in federal judging things for a while. I mean, she was a DA, and then she's a she's been a senator, and now she's been a VP. So she she's been somewhat removed from that. So I don't even think that you would have other Democrats be be willing to be up for that. But that is a possibility that is on the table um, in the deep dark um, corners of the web that that is starting to come to light. What I have heard as I close my window because it's getting dust blown into my hair. What what <laughs> I have heard it was, that was very strange as you were talking. I was just is there a spider here? Um, what I've heard is is two options. The first being that uh, the the successor to the Biden throne is Pete Buttigieg, and the second crazy and wild theory is that it ends up being Hillary Clinton. I don't know if you subscribe if you, if you subscribe to either one of those theories. Um, Hillary Clinton, not at all. Like, like there's, if, if they do that, that is, I mean, that's horrible because Democrats don't even like Hillary. Like that is a, the America chose Donald Trump over Hillary Clinton. And that says something. Yeah. So, um, Pete, Mayor Pete, uh, I, I actually thought he was going to win the nomination and Mm. I think that, um, they they had to decide between him and Joe Biden, and so they said, "Hey, we've got to." Because it it was very weird when he when he dropped out. Like he his polling numbers weren't high, but I'm pretty sure he was leading, and it was him and then Bernie Sanders. And I think it was like, "Hey, they don't want Bernie winning, so Pete, you got to drop out because we're going to push Joe and so forth." So I could see that, but I I think I. I don't think that that would go over well with um, with most people. I, I because he he's not he's a likable guy, but I think a, a lot of Democrats would be like, okay, like he he's he's in over his head. He hasn't done anything. He's but he was a mayor. He's he was a mayor of a city. He was a terrible mayor. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like so, I, I'm not. I would believe Mayor Pete before I believed Hillary for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't I don't see either either of them doing well. Um, no. So not and at I all. honestly, in, in truth, I don't. I I like I'm I'm amused by the theory that you've just put mm-hmm. forward. I've heard it from other people. <laughs> I don't think it's particularly likely. 
uh, partly because I can't imagine the conversation where they sent where they sit Kamala down and say, "Look, you're not going to be president." I'm sorry. I, I just I I cannot imagine them having that conversation. I just can't. It's it would not go well. Um, so yeah, but if, if if there's one person who's less popular than Kamala Harris, it might be Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Now the the only the only way I see that conversation going any any type of well is if they've got something on her mm. where they say, "Hey, if you do this, we'll take care of you for the rest of your life. Like you're young, you could be a Supreme Court justice for the next 30, 40 years. Um, we're getting ready to make some moves and so forth." Uh, I I think that would be the only way that 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 this would actually go down. But outside of that, like it's it's going to be it it it'll it'll be somebody that that nobody really knows until they actually nominate the name, and then we'll go from there and do our research as far as who this person is and, and dive into their history and their past. And now all of that will make a difference, yeah, kind of thing. So. And it's going to be typical politics because and then and then the Republicans are going to criticize the person and then the Democrats are going exactly. to say hey, you're just criticizing them because you're a racist misogynist and that's how exactly. the, the game is played. Mazel exactly. tov, everyone. Mazel tov. <laughs> and on that note, I know, right? Mazel tov, Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> now let's let's set up a segue where we go from Mazel tov to Joe Rogan. Well, no, yes. Seth no, Rogan um, is Jewish. Yes, Joe Rogan, Rogan has a differently spelled, similarly sounding last name. Yes, there we go. This is why I don't do the segues, ladies and gentlemen. Um, for those of you who don't know, why we discuss Joe Rogan, and and I, I, but before we do that, I'm a huge Joe Rogan fan, um, mainly because he knows mixed martial arts like nobody's business and he is great at it and i love his commentary on it and because and since i've started to get into into the world of mixed martial arts and hearing him commentate and hearing him talk about and discuss things i've become that much more knowledgeable about the sport and it is phenomenal so um that's that's honestly the biggest reason why i'm a fan of joe rogan um but i'm also a fan of joe rogan because he loves talking to people who disagree with him and just being able to have conversations around things like um, I understand he has the biggest podcast in the world and maybe I'm trying to be like him um, in his podcasting. But he he is um, he's he, he's not he's not afraid to have conversations mm-hmm. and he's not afraid to say, you know what? I don't know. This sounds good, but I'm willing to change my mind. Like he says it all the time about Bernie Sanders. He's like. You know, Bernie Sanders just seems like a guy who talks very, very, very good and whatnot. And what he's talking about is good. So, I mean, yeah, but he he's by far I mean, he's he's not some crazy leftist that 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 goes off the hinges. He's able to be talked back down and have discussions. But he's recently come under fire because of all of the quote unquote misinformation that his podcast is spreading, um, where he just brings on people who know what they're talking about and talk about different studies and they discuss this whole covid issues and and how things are affecting young people and and so forth and so um he came under fire a while back when 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 he was talking about how he treated himself with um w- when he caught covid and and everything that 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 he took and was able to overcome it in a couple of days and and now this 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 man Neil Young um, uh, talking before, I, I, 
if I know Neil Young songs, um, I know the songs. I don't know him, so I can't. I'm not going to speak negatively about him or his songs or anything like that. I just don't know them. I know people who know his songs, but I don't. But Neil Young went to Spotify, and he said, "If you don't take Joe Rogan, the guy who you've spent a hundred million dollars on and invested into this ten-year contract, I think it was ten years." contract to exclusively have the rights to hit to the world's largest podcast if you don't take him off of spotify because of the misinformation then i am removing all of my content from spotify i mean and spotify said bye felicia literally yeah spotify was like okay you can kick rocks like yeah I mean, it's, it's, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just, I was going to say, if you think about the, the value prop that Spotify has, even if every single major artist, even if major artists that the kids are listening to these days, if they go to Spotify and say, you either lose Joe Rogan or you lose us, here's how Spotify is thinking. Most people who have Spotify also have Apple Music. Some of them have Amazon Music. They have a zillion platforms for getting music. No one is using Spotify for exclusive musical content. The one thing, or one of, I won't say the one thing, one of few things that Spotify has that other people don't, the reason that people download Spotify is because of art of, of people like Joe Rogan, whom they can't find anywhere else. Exactly. Spotify is not going to abandon its value proposition in order to maintain someone whom people can find on other platforms and likely are finding on other platforms. It's, right. it's, it's absurd. Uh, and I do also find it really funny. Again, we're, we're having another one of these party realignments and, and you know, we, we've been for quite some time, but in, for further evidence that the left is now more conservative, we have people who are supposedly progressives standing for Neil Young and, and boomer music over a weird ass comedian who doesn't like big pharma. Literally. Okay, if if that doesn't scream how the turntables, <laughs> I don't know what does. I don't know what does. The left is the most conservative, and I didn't think anyone could out-conservative the right. The left is the most conservative, nanny-ish party that we have right now, or, or, or ideological side that we have right now. Right, right. And, and to think... Like, cause I, I was listening to somebody's take earlier and, and I, I, and I agree with it. They said out of all the things that are out there in the world and available on Spotify and all the artists who have done their things available on, and, and their music and stuff is still available on Spotify. We're talking people that have done abhorred things, um, been accused for, you know, sexual assault, been accused for, um, doing things that start with an R and end with an ape. Um, doing things that um, I mean, that that Jeffrey Epstein would w- would condone, like all of these things, and their music is still on Spotify, and not once have we heard a peep from you, Neil Young, saying, 
hey, you've got these people's music up here and their content up here on Spotify. Um, You need to take it down. No, it's none of that. Has none of that. It has to do with when somebody comes out against Big Pharma and is saying, hey, some of this stuff just doesn't add up. Like what we've been preaching over the past few years and how you guys have been telling us to live our life just doesn't add up. When they say something, when he says something like, um, if you're young and you don't want to get the vaccine and you're if you're young and you're healthy and you 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 eat right and you do all these things and you don't want to get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine because the excuse me, because the 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 risk far outweigh the benefits of it because you're a statistical zero as far as being affected by this. When th- when they say all these things. Now he's like, oh, no, we can't be having that. Like, I got to take my stuff off of Spotify now. Like, no, 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 no. Big, bad Joe Rogan. Him, He knows nothing. And then I see people on Facebook talk about people who get their health information from Joe Rogan. I'm like, nobody, no people, people do not get their health, their medical information from Joe Rogan. Like, he's not out there telling everybody to listen to him. If you He brings on doctors and they have discussions and he has a discussion with them and they give their information. He brings on credible people and then they say what they're going to say. Not Joe Rogan is Joe, contrary to popular belief. Joe Rogan's podcast is not him talking for four hours. No, like, don't know if you guys know this. If you guys actually he brings people on and then they have conversations for about four hours. They smoke some weed um, every now and again. He drinks some bourbon. He does all these things like. It's not just him giving out his opinion on all kinds of stuff for four or five hours uh, uh, every single time he releases a video, uh, uh, a podcast. Like, come no, on, people. Generally, his contribution is, wait, what? Really? Wow. Really? You pull that up on Google. I mean, that, 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 yes. That's really the extent. Literally, <laughs> he's like, he'll snap. He's like, hey, hey, I, pull that real quick. Look at this. Look at this. Yeah. What, <laughs> like, what, what he'll read it. He's like, that's what that says. My God. Yeah. So that, that, that's my Joe Rogan impression. But, <laughs> you know, and, and it's not as though his guests are, they, he has guests that disagree with other guests. That's kind of his thing. He's had Sanjay Gupta on. He's had uh, Josh Zips on, who's Australian. And so I always have to pronounce it Josh Zips. Josh, Josh Zips. There we go. But yeah, he's had a lot of different people on. Um, so it's, it, it's it should say something. A first of all, if you're getting your health information from Joe Rogan, may I suggest Joe Rogan is not the problem. In in right. that in that exchange, Joe Rogan's not the one at fault. Exactly. The other issue is that the fact that so many people are turning to these let's let's say they're fringe turn, turning to fringe commentators for for information that should be a signal that the normal avenues of information are not trusted any longer and so maybe this should prompt some self-reflection if you really think you're on the right side then the only thing that i you know that i can imagine these people think is is that everyone is stupid but like a couple yes. people and really it's it's just about who you know whom the stupid people gravitate toward more do they gravitate toward joe rogan or do they gravitate toward you and i wouldn't want to be a journalist who thinks my audience is stupid 
I want right. to report for smart people. I want to talk to smart people. So right. I, I, you know, I think it says a lot about the field of journalism in general. If you don't have the respect for your viewers to give them agency and to say, okay, well, they're choosing this person. Why are they choosing this person? And if they're really so bad, how can we be better so that right. they don't listen to the crappy guy? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it, it's it's just this whole concept of, I mean, there there is no level of introspection when it comes to journalism, when it comes to people, um, uh, uh, you know, talk, having discussions, people receiving feedback. I mean, CNN does this all the time. They literally talk about how they need to, how we need to censor the smaller people that are out there because they're spreading misinformation. And how can we stop these people to, and from, from listening to other people, because, because people like, um, I mean, I'll mention them, but people like Steven Crowder or people like Joe Rogan or other big podcasts have higher ratings than than the CNN shows like they are Tim Pool is another one all these people have millions of people watching their content and they're not watching CNN and and CNN gets gets all kinds of butthurt about it because oh well they're not listening to us and so instead of saying what are we doing wrong to where we're losing audiences to the smaller small mom and pop podcast that are out there um, what can we, what do we need to do to make sure that we get our audience back? Because, you know, we're, are, we're not, most people who watch us, I mean, let's be real. Most people who watch like the CNNs and so forth, they're typically older. Mm-hmm. Most people who listen to podcasts and stuff are typically younger. So what can we do to make sure that we keep our old people, but bring in the young people and have some truth to it? Because young people to shine away from us because we're proven not to be credible. So how can we stay credible? And they they will not adapt. They will not change, even though I think they're being forced to uh, because CNN is starting to pivot a little bit about CNN how plus, they talk yeah. about. Yeah. yeah, about about um, about covid and cases and and all this other kind of stuff. And and what can we do differently? And and maybe the kids aren't as high of a risk and blah, 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 blah. So all, they're starting to pivot on a lot of things. And so I think they're starting to realize, like, I think we went a little too far on this. And so we need to take a step back, which which I guess for them, it's it's more of like it's not really introspection. It's just like, a, hey, we, we're still trying to make money, which is fine. They want to admit that they were wrong, but it's they the way that they treat and the way that they are scared of of the Joe Rogans and the temples and the Stephen Crowders of the world it it says a lot about them and the left is trying to i mean I, I, like i say they're conservatives they're trying to conserve what we're currently on and they're moving further right than the right currently mm-hmm. is and that's i mean if you tell them that they'll never they'll never believe that but that is very true that is very true yeah i love the way you put that for sure yeah legacy institutions and i include the government here they hate competition and they tend to become ossified the more the more institutionalized they are and it's harder to make changes and then rather than commit the necessary effort and energy to making those changes 
it is lower cost in the short term. It seems to be lower cost to just blame cognitively the people who aren't listening to you because it would just be so high cost to do an overhaul. Uh, and I think we're, I think we're witnessing that now when people have options, they, they make choices. Yep. They do. That's sage do. wisdom for me. When people have options, they make choices. <laughs> yeah. Nobel laureate over here. <laughs> so and that's why you're supreme overlord of liberty. <laughs> just saying. Go. Just saying. So um but speaking of pivots and 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 changing how they view things and what's going on, like that little segue. Oh yeah. Um, than mine. um the the CDC has is now starting to say that, hey, natural immunity offered better better protection um during this whole delta wave and so forth than um maybe our vaccines did, possibly. I don't know. Um, man, maybe, maybe, maybe the CDC is starting to come around to the science. I don't know. Maybe they're starting to believe in the science. I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I just find it very interesting that they're they're starting to pivot a little bit from what they were talking about six months ago. I, I think it's wild and conspiracy theorist in the extreme. I mean, I read an article by Vox where they were talking about how natural immunity was a conspiracy theory. Uh, so I don't, uh, you know, I, I certainly don't approve of this, but yes, uh, there's a lot of reporting, um, saying that vaccinated individuals and those who had recovered from COVID-19 both showed significant defense, uh, against the Delta variant, the CDC announced, uh, and this comes from FEE. However, they seem to have more protection, even more protection. This is a quote from, from the study. Or uh, So Harvard Medical School professor Martin Koldorf, prior COVID disease provides, many, provides better immunity than vaccines. So vaccine mandates are not only scientific nonsense, they are also discriminatory and unethical. That's not from the study, but that is from Martin Koldorf commenting on the study. Uh, the fact that they have discovered this. And by the way, this is natural immunity from both, from, from prior infections, right? So this is natural immunity from the alpha variant, from that first wave being able to protect people from Delta. And right. that's something that in, in various instances, we, we are... There are some treatments that maybe don't provide better protection with new variants as time goes on. So this is a really interesting discovery. We also have a, a Johns Hopkins study recently that confirmed that natural immunity lasts. I love this. Natural immunity from, from COVID-19 seems to last for at least two years. And the interesting thing about that time frame is that is the maximum length of time <laughs> that you could possibly measure the duration of nat natural immunity from COVID-19. Right. So that, that's, that's very interesting to me. Now, of course, this, this does open questions about, you know, there are people who, who claim to have had COVID before and then they get Omicron. Omicron does seem to be a, a very different so that you do get at least mild disease or right. can get at least mild disease if you've had a, an earlier variant. Um, right. But in terms of antibody protection, in terms of T cell immunity, which is what I think they're getting at, I think we're talking about T cell immunity is going to last you at least two years, aka as long <laughs> as we've been able to study this. 
Right. So next year, maybe it'll be at least three years. Right. And w- one thing, one thing that, um, that, that has also kind of brought this out is, is I know there, there's one guy who, who I've kind of like gone back and forth with the via lives and whatnot. I mean, and he's, um, be like Instagram live lives. And, um, and he is, I'm, he is not on the left, but he's not on the right. He is very, he's very much like he, I, I would call him kind of purple. Um, very much so. There are some things that he agrees with, whatnot. He's definitely not a libertarian, um, but so, so I, I would call him Miller Road. And he's 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 he he said something the other day, and he uh, he was talking about how the, the the CDC was was coming out saying like, hey, natural immunity is is you know can, at times can be better than the vaccine and this that and the third. Well, he took an antibodies test. He they've actually gone up. So he said he was at 121 um, before, right, right after he, he had taken, taken the, um, right, right after he, he had got over COVID. And so there, he was like, a, like level 121 and he took it again and they were at 127. So the antibodies that he's have, have gone up and he's just like, I don't know what it is. Um, maybe the antibodies are getting stronger because, Hey, I've developed this immunity to it, so that they're they're working for it. My body's fighting off all these other kind of things, so that they're trying to recreate what is already there. Um, but it's I, like that. Just I for people who understand and who actually who have actually done the research, this is as no surprise. Like this is more of a I told you so, and you guys were freaking out about stuff rather than. It, rather than like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. I mean, it, it is very, it's very much in. I told you so. Like, I've had COVID, so I'm immune to it because this oper- it should operate the same way that every other virus or disease s- operates similarly. Once you have it, your body knows how to fight it. Next time it's introduced to it, your body fights it off, and now you're becoming stronger. Like, I mean, it's we we do the same thing with with um. The, the reason why the flu is different because it's always different. Like yeah. it's, it's never the same. It is always different, which, which could, which could explain why Omicron is affecting people differently than the other two strains of COVID. Like it, it could be mutating as, as, as far as those strands go. So that, but we have to get past this point of like, okay, if we're talking about herd immunity and we're talking about things, stop trying to get people who have already had it vaxxed because According to Johns Johns Hopkins, we're hey, w- you know we're immune for at least up to two years. So I got about another y- year or five months. I'll wager to say next year the study come out and say hey, they may be immune for at least three years. So I mean I I, I don't know, but I mean that that's moving forward. I I, I think now the science is which the left will never admit that they were wrong about this. They will never admit it. They will get away with it. We talked about this last week with, with the UK and Boris Johnson and, and everything that they've done. And even though they've listed that they've lifted up, started to lift all their, their mandates and stuff, they will get away with what they did. Nobody's going to call them out on their ish. Just like nobody's called out governor Abbott on the stuff that he's done. Just like nobody's called out Ron DeSantis when he locked down and when he got locked down Florida, he's heralded as a hero now. Or whatnot, even though he didn't go back and say he was wrong. All he said was, hey, we went back, we checked the numbers, and we made some different decisions. Like, nobody said, hey, I'm sorry I was wrong. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't think anybody will admit 
that they're wrong, and I and I'm not holding my breath for them to. But it is nice and refreshing to see these things start to come out. Things that libertarians and people who have been doing the research for the past two years have said, "Hey, this is probably what's going to happen." Yeah. But we were called crazy for it. We were called conspiracy theorists. We were we were called science deniers. We were called anti-vaxxers for all of those reasons. And yet here we are being proven right once again. It's a slow heel turn, you know. It's it's like one of those. If it's it's one of those things where where it, you you turn so so slowly like one of those flip books right so on every yes. single page the drawing is moving a little bit but from one page to the next you can't see the change it's only when you flip it through that you see the change <laughs> and i feel like that's what we're doing with with public opinion now is is we're just yeah. doing the little little flip book style of right. of narrative reversal it 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 is crazy, but I, I'll, I'll tell you who's not flipping is Justin Trudeau and what the and whatever they're the mess that they are pulling up in Canada. But it is so great. So, for those of you who don't know, uh, Canadian truckers they all literally were going to flock to the capital of Canada and say, "Hey, we we're done with these vaccine mandates. Like we're against it. We are, you know." And the the Canada news tried to flip it to where they were talking about, oh, no, they're they're just they're they're unhappy with their working conditions and and this, that and the third. And it's just like, no, there's one condition, one condition in particular about which they're unhappy. Literally, literally, it is literally that. And and if you guys have not checked out the videos, I'm going to assume that most of our listeners have. But if you haven't, I would highly encourage you to go look at this because it is very encouraging for me to see over 10,000 vehicles, trucks, whether they're semis, they're actually, you know, your regular pickup trucks, so forth. Majority of them being Canadian citizens or majority of them being from Canada, some being from the United States, kind of crossing the border border and joining in their their protests and whatnot, but literally locking up their highways because of how many people are on there to protest this. Now, I will say this. I feel bad for people in Canada um, who are going to have supply chain issues. Yeah. Like I I do. I feel for them. But you got to take one for the team. You got to take one for the team. Because if these people, because this is the world that I would love to live in. The people who do not, who, who, who do not want to, the people who want to stand up and say, hey, we're done with this. I want them to be able to stand up and do with it. I'm willing to eat. To, to eat the cost of my prices being a little higher because people are people are are making or paving a way for somebody else and and so I will not be a hypocrite on that and 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 I'm the first one to tell you I want as I want the lowest possible price for the highest possible value like that is just how I am that's how I operate but if these truckers and these guys are saying we're done driving we're not going to do anything we're going to block the interstates you can't you can't arrest us all. Like, good luck. Good luck trying to get your, 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 um, what are they called? Oh, man, man, what are they called? Um, the Canadian police. Mounties. Oh, yes. Mounties. Good luck. Good luck getting these Mounties through this traffic. Like, I get it. They're on horses and whatnot. Maybe you got, or maybe they'll ride a moose they're through every now and again. I don't know what they ride. The horse has but, ivermectin mandate. So they, they're also <laughs> protesting over there. Ex- exactly. <laughs> so it is, it is 
great and i mean great just watching all of this and you're you're not going to hear this on on a lot of news cycles and so forth when not because they're trying to downplay it and say it's something that it's not but i'm telling you this is awesome and i love every single bit of it it's crazy you've got you've got truckers and you've got people the, the flooding parliament hill i mean it, it's just convoy trucker convoys lined up there's people in the streets it's it's like sardines uh, so it's a super spreader event clearly um definitely but yeah just just all packed in and we've seen this all around the world and it hasn't been reported on but you see you see footage of this kind of thing going on every day uh yes. all, all around the world which is which is very very heartening Evidently, Justin Trudeau uh, bravely ran away away um, <laughs> from from this. Uh, he's, I think, last last I checked, he was in a in an undisclosed location. He had initially claimed that he was exposed to COVID nineteen and his test was negative, and so he was self isolating. And then someone said, "Well, actually, uh, Ottawa Public Health says that you don't have to self isolate if you're exposed and you've been fully vaccinated." So that was that was a little bit of a gotcha. So he's uh, he's not at Parliament Hill, um, but did he uh, pull a Gavin Newsom? I don't know. By now, I'm trying to think of like who's got the better mm. hair. Oh, because oh, Justin Trudeau, he got a good head of hair. Justin, like, he's he's got a good head of hair, but I think like part of the reason that it's Gavin with the good hair is you can tell he kind of works at it. Oh yeah, for sure. He's got, he's got the nice little comb coming through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah. cares about the good hair. Justin Trudeau's right. just got like natural curls, which yeah. you know, which yeah. kind of prompts my uh, prompts my <laughs> antagonization of Gavin with the good hair. Trudeau's right. got good cheekbones though. He's got lovely cheekbones. I've noticed that he that. does. Yeah, that he does. So he Even and his cheekbones. Yeah, he does his blackface. No, yes. go ahead. Yes, no. He and his cheekbones <laughs> are in hiding, and I don't know if he's got his makeup with him as well that he's used for certain certain parties. Right. So, but hey, Justin Trudeau, if you're listening to this, wherever you are, come out of hiding. Address your citizens that um, did not vote for you in population and did not vote for you in the way. That uh, uh, uh that, that most systems actually work. Seems how you only got like 33% of the votes, um, but you still got elected. Don't know how that works. I honestly don't know how the Canadian um, voting system is structured. I don't think Canadians even know because I had some connect, like some Canadian friends that literally said, you got to explain to me how this works, how somebody only gets like 31% of the 31% of the votes, but it's still deemed the winner. Like, don't know how that works. But hey. It is what it is, but that'll wrap it up for us again, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we are truly doing things because of the listeners and because of what you all are doing, um, being able to share the show. Thank you guys for that. Um, as stated in the, in the beginning of the show, we are excited of things that are coming forth in this, um, going to be adding a new video aspect. Who knows? We may even change platforms as, as, a, as far as how we actually record our um our audio and video depending on how this works out for us and so forth um youtube we're going to be coming up with some youtube videos we will um because of all this video aspect we'll be posting a lot more on social media as far as the instagram is concerned as far as my instagram um it personally and the civil discord pod one uh we have an email account that we will not be giving out because <laughs> we don't want to because we do not want your emails um if you want to hit us up you got all of our uh you have all of our social media accounts because please do not be flooding us with that um because it, it it'll be a uh it'll go into the um uh 
Jason Stapleton has a has a complaints website. Oh. And so what we'll probably do is is you will if you send us an email, you will automatically receive a a saying, "Hey, if you have a complaint about the show, click this link." And then you'll be directed to 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 a great a great website um talking about how you can voice your complaints about the show and so forth. But um we we are doing a lot of good things um and things that I'm super excited about things that um, are going to really, really, really help us out as far as growth and so forth. So um, doing all that, please, please, please share the show. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars if you think you're, if we think we're worth it. And I know we are worth every bit of those five stars. One, two, three, four, five. Count them up. Um, leave, us, uh, leave us that review. Share the show with a family member or friend, somebody who you feel like needs to hear this, especially somebody who who may believe that that judges and laws are not political. So go ahead, share that with them. Um, share, share it with somebody. Share the Spotify with somebody and say, hey, since Neil Young is no longer on Spotify, you can listen to this. Yeah, um, we're Neil Young's replacement. Feel that void. Exactly. We are we are the, we are filling the void of Neil Young. That's we our market. Definitely can do that. That is our market. It's <laughs> Neil Young listeners. Exactly. Exactly. Um, follow us on Twitter at Civil Discord Pod, Instagram Civil Discord Podcast. Follow Amanda on Twitter as well too as Ajax the Griff, and then follow myself on Instagram. Call me Maurice, like Steve Miller Band, the Joker. Some people call me Maurice. Um, do all of that. We will, we will be back again next week with another episode of Civil Discord. Until then, y'all be easy. Stay fierce. <laughs>